please be aware the stories, theories, reenactments, and language in this podcast are of an adult nature and can be considered disturbing, frightening, and in some cases even offensive. Listener discretion is therefore advised. Welcome, heathens. Welcome to the world of the weird and unexplained. I am your host, Nicole Delacroix, and together we will be investigating stories about the things that go bump in the night, monsters lurking under your bed or deep in the forest, that unknown creature lurking just out of sight, frighteningly imagined creatures, ghosts, supernatural beings, and some unsolved mysteries, you know, just to even things out. So, sit back, grab your favorite drink, and prepare to be transported to today's Dark Enigma. And on today's Dark Enigma, well, I'm feeling a little squirrely, so we're going to be looking into a bizarre disappearance. All right, with that said, we will still be playing our drinking game. And as you know, the drinking game is only for those of us that are at home and, well, have nowhere else to go tonight. The choice of libation, my darlings, is always yours, so choose your poison accordingly. All right, now for the game part. This one's going to be a fun one. How about every time I say mysterious or mystery... Or vanish or vanishing. That's right, we've got four today. Those are going to be your single shots. And every time I say M, as in the letter M. Yeah, I know we're having flashbacks to Sesame Street. That's going to be a double shot. I promise it'll make sense in a minute. Now that the business end is out of our way, we can jump headfirst into today's Dark Enigma. So, Don your armchair sleuth hats, my Sherlocks, as we're diving deep into the eerie, bizarre, and mysterious vanishing of Kenny Veach. In a world of mysterious disappearances, there are often those that are especially pervaded with an air of the strange, the baffling, and even the paranormal. A person who has simply vanished into thin air is already curious enough on its own, but when it's laced with stories of unexplained phenomena and spooky locations, well, the case takes on an even more bizarre tone, and it can propel it firmly and deeply into the world of the weird. And such is the case of one adventurous hiker by the name of Kenny Veach, who went out into the desert in search of a mysterious cave and never returned. Dun, dun, dum! Leaving speculation and mystery in the void that he left behind. That's right, folks. What the hell happened to Kenny Veach? In 2014... An avid and experienced hiker by the name of Kenny Veach started commenting on the popular video site YouTube that he had found a mysterious cave cloaked in oddity out in the Nevada desert in the Sheep Mountains, located within the Desert National Wildlife Refuge north of Las Vegas. That's right, near, you wait for it, it's coming. Nellis Air Force Base. That's right. 
close to Area 51. In the comment, these words were posted to a video entitled, Son of an Area 51 Technician. And I quote, That ain't nothing. I'm a long distance hiker. One time during one of my hikes out by Nellis Air Force Base, I found a hidden cave. The entrance to the cave was shaped like a perfect capital M. I always enter every cave I find, but as I began to enter this particular cave, my whole body began to vibrate. The closer I got to the cave entrance, the worse the vibration became. Suddenly, I became very scared and I hightailed it out of there. That was one of the strangest things that ever happened to me. End quote. The man behind the screen was Las Vegas resident and avid hiker Kenny Veach, using the screen name Snake Bit McGee. Yeah, I know, I love that name. It's awesome. <laughs> Unbeknownst to him at the time, though, his comment would set in motion a series of events that would lead to one of Nevada's most puzzling urban legends. Kenny's comment sparked interest like wildfire. After posing his, posting his original comment, several YouTube users encouraged hiker Kenny to seek out the cave and enter it again, this time documenting his hike and providing evidence of his strange discovery. And well, you guessed it, he obliged. He claimed that as he had drawn closer to the enigmatic cave, his body had been beset by powerful vibrations that pulsated and emanated out from an unknown source to shake him to his very core. The vibrations engulfed his body and only got stronger and more unbearable the closer he got to the cave. Although he wished to continue and see what lay down in the darkness, at some point, he actually began to fear for his life, and sensing that there were forces here beyond what he could understand, he had made a hasty retreat away from that ominous gash in the ground and all of its strangeness. The comment generated an immense amount of interest in the enigmatic cave, as well as its fair share of debate, with many skeptics demanding proof of the entire ordeal. A lot of commenters began replying that a follow-up expedition was in order to what was becoming known as the M Cave. And for his part, Kenny said that this is exactly what he planned to do once he was properly prepared and equipped. He would eventually venture out once again into the rugged Nevada Badlands with a camera to record his exploits and any evidence he came across. But on this second trip, he was unable to relocate the cave. He uploaded the video of this expedition, which only further generated interest in the mysterious cave. Encountering that cave seemed to be quite a big deal for him, a frightening, life-changing experience. And he posted before his excursion, and I quote, the region that I cover is vast. There are many caves. I've been in hundreds of them. But the AM cave is the only cave I have ever feared. I dare any of the people that like to run their mouths on here to join me. 
end quote. I'm just going to say, Kenny, I already love you because I love an internet troll. You know, I love my trolls. I know some of you guys out there are trolls, and I love you. Anyways, the only thing of import he reported on during the second trip was the presence of a mysterious black ram, which he said had intently watched him from atop a ridge. And by the way, that's the ram like as in a sheep, not as in a Dodge Ram truck. Anyways, none of this deterred the determined Veach, who was by many of the who was, by many of those who knew him, described as an avid, hopeless adrenaline junkie, an intrepid, fearless adventurer, who was an experienced hiker and outdoorsman. Veach himself described himself as a daredevil and a cowboy, and he often showed this side of himself with pictures of himself in intimidating, treacherous terrain or holding wild rattlesnakes he came across. Okay, first, for snakes. You know, I don't like my creepy crawlies, and I definitely don't like the slitheries, so snakes, ew. Okay, back to the story. Despite the influx of concern and warnings... He immediately proposed that he meant to make a third foray into the into the wilderness, refusing to give up on finding the strange cave or to be discouraged by the remote forbidding landscape. And this time he was armed with a gun and he posted and I quote, I will have my nine millimeter with me this time just in case it's a 10 hour hike, no trails, very dangerous terrain, end quote. Okay, I don't know about the rest of you, but 10 hours in the Nevada sun. Okay, one hour in the Nevada sun (laughs) is already too much for me. But 10 hours in the wilderness with snakes, you're going to have to shoot me with that gun. Because I'm not going to survive. I'm just saying. Okay, back to the story, darlings. Some other commenters strongly warned against it, with some pleading that he not go back because... He would likely never return and calling it a fool's folly. There seemed to be an air of dread that that cave was nothing but trouble, a hungry presence, and if it did indeed exist, was perhaps a place that he was not meant to return from, perhaps even calling out to him for one final embrace. None of this stopped the intrepid Veach who was dead set on once again finding the mysterious cave and perhaps gleaning some understanding of it. And on November 10th, 2014, Kenny Veach headed out into the harsh Nevada desert on his third journey out to five, his cave, Cave M, on what was meant to be a two-day hike. He would never return and never be seen again. After his scheduled return came and went, and Veach's family and friends became increasingly concerned, an intensive air and ground search was launched by authorities and volunteers to scour the area. During the search efforts, the only sign of Kenny Veach that was turned up was his cell phone, which was found lying on the ground near an old vertical mine shaft with no other trails leading out into the wilderness. It was assumed at the time that perhaps Veach had fallen into the mine, but when actual mine experts were brought in and took a look down into its depths, no sign of the missing hiker could be found. 
Indeed, exhaustive combing of the area turned up not a single further clue of where Veach had gone or if he had even been there at all. It was as if he had just vanished into thin air. And he has not been seen since. Of course, with such a mysterious disappearance, and especially with all of the talk of this enigmatic M-cave that had been going on, and him vowing to find it, which had led to his vanishing, there was immediately rampant speculation on what had become of dear Kenny Veach. Ranging from the rational to, well, the far out, because, again, it is the internet. And it's always aliens. You know, that's my, my motto. It's always aliens. Perhaps the most likely is that he simply met with one of the many hazards inherent to the terrain that he was in. Hazardous footing, the sheer remoteness, wild animals, and dehydration are all very real threats facing this hiker. And things were not helped by the fact that he had been rather well known for being risky and careless to the point of being foolhardy. He was known to engage on difficult hikes into inhospitable landscapes with only the barest of supplies and would then push himself to the limit, as if in constant need to raise the challenge. One comment, one comment he posted to YouTube attests to this in which he wrote the following, and I quote, My hikes are brutal on the body. After one of my long hikes, some of my toenails turn black and fall off. It takes me about three days to recover from the abuse I put myself through. End quote. In other words, his hikes were hardcore, and maybe too hardcore for his own good. Perhaps his luck had finally run out on this hike, and his body has just never been found. In another comment, he added, and I quote, I've been doing this sort of thing for over 20 years. I go where no one goes, and I never take anyone with me. I find skulls of all shapes and sizes, and occasionally I find really old animal traps. I hike over mountaintop after mountaintop and sleep on peaks under the stars. Sometimes I have to scale giant cliffs to get myself out of a jam, but I always make it back. I'm beat up and tired, and my pack is almost always heavier than when I left. I had to be rescued only one time by helicopter. I had blown out my left leg at the top of the mountain, and I only had a cup of water left to get me 20 miles back to my truck. It was also over 100 degrees out, so I have a pretty decent safety record." End quote. Even with his impressive track record, Kenny was at a huge disadvantage to the elements. He was drunk on internet courage, which is never a good thing. <laughs> And he was searching for an elusive cave in the Mojave Desert, one of the hottest and driest regions on the planet. In the beginning of the M Cave Hike video, Kenny posted before his disappearance, he's standing by an abandoned mine shaft, narrating some information about the cave he's seeking out. And it was there that on November 22, 2014, search and rescue volunteers found Kenny's cell phone, indicating that he had, in fact, gone out searching for that cave again. An article in News 3 Las Vegas details, and I quote, We found his cell phone close to a very vertical old mine shaft, and we can't find another trail. That was from Red Rock Search and Rescue Commander Dave Cummings. 
He also stated that it doesn't mean that he's down the mine shaft, but we have tracked him as far as we can. We are having our other crews come in from other search areas. But after his cell phone was found, the trail would unfortunately go cold. In fact, frigid. Kenny was never found, leading to much speculation on how he died. The mysterious circumstances of his death fueled the internet with conspiracy theories of every shape and color. Had Kenny fallen down that mine shaft? Had he discovered a hidden interest into Area 51? Had he stumbled upon some great military secret? Was the cave connected to aliens? We all know the answer to that one. It is always aliens. Okay. Or had he just simply succumbed to the elements? Well, the trail ran cold for some time until a woman claiming to be Kenny's girlfriend posted a comment on his M Cave hike video. And it's a pretty long one, but I'm going to quote it and you guys are going to love what she has to say. So we're going to dig into it. And I quote, now this is Kenny's supposed, supposed girlfriend. I am the girlfriend that Kenny spoke of in the video. There are so many posts. I had no idea until a friend of mine let me know. So many people are wondering what happened and guessing different things. You are heartfelt about the sadness around what has happened with Kenny. He's not been found and I fear that he probably will not be found for many, many months, if ever. I want to share what I know and feel about what happened so that you might bring some closure and understanding in your own lives. Kenny absolutely loved hiking in the desert. It was his very, very favorite thing to do. We hiked and camped together all over the Nevada desert, sometimes nine hours in a day. We found, we found many abandoned mining towns, usually referred to as ghost towns by Nevada hikers. We explored many caves and mine shafts. We were always careful how we explored them, but Kenny was a bit more daring than I was. We wore snake guards, sun-protected clothing, used walking sticks, brought enough water and food for the hiking hours, and had extra water and food in the car. I want you to know that I do not think Kenny had an accident. I believe he committed suicide. He battled depression for many years and would not take medication or see a doctor. He quit his job a little more than a year before he disappeared. The search for him was started within a couple of days of my call. After 30 search and rescue team members searched three different times on foot, one helicopter flyover was done and there was no trace of Kenny or any of his camping things. They found his car in the area I told them it would be. They did find a cell phone by the, the mineshaft in the video. The mineshaft was only about a four hour hike from his car. It's my feeling he left it behind so that he could not be tracked from the GPS in it. He also did not take his video camera with him on this solo hike. It was left in his home, so he had no intention of filming anything. And I share this with you for two reasons. First, so that you have more of an understanding who Kenny was and to bring some peace or understanding to this situation. Secondly, if any of you do decide to go out into our desert to look for him or the M cave, be careful and bring enough water and food. Walking sticks are a good idea and not doing a solo hike. 
bring a GPS and make sure that you have let family or friends know that you are heading out for the hike and where and when you will be returning. A search really can't be on a one-day hike. You would be repeating much of the same hike, just getting up the mountain and then be left with not many hours in the day to do the search. You would need two or three days at a time, and in the summer or even late spring, this cannot be done because of the heat of our desert. You would not be able to carry enough water, so please, please be careful. I had many wonderful experiences with Kenny and will always remember them and have a place of love in my heart for him and the wonderful things we did together. I'm healing from my loss and look forward to new experiences with desert hiking, camping, and taking beautiful pictures of our desert. Enjoy your adventures of life and thank you for the kind, loving comments sent my way. End quote. So, there's a lot going on there. First off, they haven't found Kenny yet. There's no information about this depression that she speaks of. Although, they did confirm that, according to Veach's girlfriend, who was a Sharon Pilgrim, that he had come from a family with a history of depression, which he had not apparently not been unscathed by. So she explained that Kenny had been plagued for with depression for years but had refused to see a doctor or take that medication for it and one haunting comment that she met she did make and i quote is seeing his depression increase i said to him you aren't going to pull a robin williams on me are you this is when he opened up more about his depression and his thoughts much of his life about suicide he asked me what i would think of him if he did it he also said if he decided to do it no one would ever find him end quote. Well, I have to say, there's a lot going on there, and it has also been speculated that Veach had come across some sort of foul play in one form or another. Perhaps he had stumbled across something he wasn't meant to see and was silenced for it, like maybe a drug deal out in the desert or someone disposing of a body. That's, that can happen. He could also have been kidnapped by someone for reasons not understood. Then, of course, there's the theories that he faked his own death to escape financial burdens or just to simply get away from his life. And I find it hard to believe that somebody who was suffering from severe depression that wants to kill themselves found such joy in hiking because it sounded like he really loved it. So I just don't buy the suicide thing. Anyways, I'm probably wrong, but who cares? Then there are the more bizarre fringe theories, because you know that's where I go, because it's always aliens. The area where that M cave allegedly was found is near Nellis Air Force Base, which has long had a storied history of conspiracy theories, ranging from a vast network of tunnels beneath it with inscrutable purposes to secret research projects and shadowy military secrets to the presence of, you guessed it, aliens, leading to speculation that the base had something to do with his disappearance. There is also the fact that Veach was known to have a severe fascination with the occult and that he may have known where the cave was and what it was all along, only to disappear within it when he got a little bit too close. Some have even suggested that the cave was a place that had the macabre power to lure in depressed individuals to their deaths or was even a portal to another dimension. 
Now I have to say that with crazy theories, the portal to another another dimension is a theory that I am starting to really love. And at some point, I'm going to be diving into that. So don't be surprised if sometime soon there's an episode about portals. And if anybody has any good information about stuff like that, like portals to other dimensions and things like that, send me the information because I am I'm hungry for it. Anyways, back to the story. In the end, no one knows what became of Veach, but what of the cave he had become obsessed with? Was there ever an M cave, and what could it have been? In addition to all of the talk that it was an entrance to top-secret military networks of caverns, a portal to another dimension, or even the location of a crashed spaceship— There is also the rather intriguing idea that its mysterious effects could have come down to eerie acoustics. Now, I don't know about you guys, but if you've ever gone and had like a hearing test, like a really in-depth one, they actually will do that subpar or that, I don't know what, that subsonic range can actually make you physically sick. And depending on their depth and dimensions, caves can produce a wide range of harmonics, resonances, frequencies, and echo, some of which can combine to have a profound effect on humans and the psyche. In particular, the frequency of 110 megahertz has been found to particularly influence human senses, to the point that researchers believe that human cultures who engage in cave chanting or seek spiritual enlightenment will congregate to caves that happen to have this frequency, even if they do not realize what the frequency is. Indeed, many cathedrals are acoustically designed in order to achieve this particular resonance. Is that the sort of effect that Veach had experienced when he made that first encounter with the cave? Who knows? So, what in the world happened to Kenny Veach? Was he killed by the wilderness he liked to tackle with reckless abandon? Did he go off willingly, step off the face of the earth, or was he killed by nefarious parties? Was it secret military experiments or installations, interdimensional portals, or my favorite, aliens? Just what is the relationship between this mysterious M-Cave and the vanishing? And does this cave even exist at all? These are all questions which swirl around this case, and none of which have satisfactorily landed on an answer. Kenny Veach's strange disappearance remains just as mysterious as it ever was, and continues to be animated by talk of all manner of weirdness, which only further fuels the enigma. It's a story of adventure, mystical locations, puzzling mysteries, and questions whose answers are only known by the vanished himself. For now, the M-Cave, if it's real, still sits out there in the unforgiving desert, perhaps waiting for its next victim. Was that it? Had the mystery of Kenny Veach been solved? Speculation abounds across the internet, because, you know, trolls. The story's been scrutinized and investigated time and time again, and to this day, no conclusions have been reached. Some venture to guess that Kenny had, in fact, taken his life, and that the woman claiming to be his girlfriend was telling the truth. 
Others insist that Kenny had gone back and found that M cave again, discovering a dark and dangerous secret that lies within. And where does that leave us? Well, you decide. (laughs) And with that, my darlings, we have come to the end of our episode. I thank you for joining me here today, and I hope you'll take some time to reach out and tell me what you think about this story. And seriously, portals, send me info, articles, links, whatever, send them. I'm interested. I want more. And as you know, you can always reach me and the show at darkenigmapodcast at gmail.com. And if you have a suggestion for a future show, you just want to tell me what you think, you got a great article you want me to read, or you're just bored and you need someone to talk to, drop me a line, because I do reply to every single email. And on that note, that's all the time I have for you this evening. I thank you for joining me here on Renegade Talk Radio. And you know what? Don't forget to tune in next time. See you, my heathens. I love you. We don't sugarcoat shit. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio.